Hey friends, welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. On today's episode, we are talking to a new friend. His name is Shane Hartline and he's an actor, a comedian. He's done stand-up and was on YouTube and all sorts of websites early on in the internet. You may have seen him on TikTok. He's got over a million followers there. And beyond that, it was a really good conversation getting to know a new friend named Shane. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation and welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. Shane, hey man, welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. How are you doing today, man? Oh man, I'm feeling good. You know, it's been just so long. How have you been? You know, it has been almost an eternity since we've talked. Actually, this, this is, is our the first, first time. time. This is the first yeah. time, ladies and gentlemen, we're meeting. But, you know, it just feels like we've <laughs> known each other for a lifetime. Uh, you know, you just meet some people sometimes and it's like, hey, this guy, he gets it. And that's what's happening right here, right now in front that's of everyone. Happening. Yeah. People mm -hmm. are just in shock and awe that we are at people. Actually, somebody asked me, are you guys brothers? And I yeah, said, no, I get that. Not. Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. And it's weird because uh, we had never met in person. So they keep mentioning this person to me that I had mm -hmm. no clue who he was. Yeah. And that made things a little more confusing, but now it's starting to make yep. sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That and the completely wrong names, Shane Hartline, Mike Burns, Brad Pitt, people just keep throwing those names around as potential brothers. And uh, somehow or another, here we are. So on this podcast, uh, we are talking to people like you, people that are doing amazing things. Um, you are an actor, a comedian, um, and TikTok megastar. And uh, we're talking to people like you and just trying to see if maybe at the end of the day, if we're all a little bit more alike. And so uh, it's easy to see how we're different. But maybe if there's a guy like you and a guy like me that maybe if we're similar and maybe we're we're all out there trying to do the same things, maybe we can figure out if we're more alike. But for people that haven't met you yet, who is Shane Hartline? Oh, that's the question I'm trying to answer myself, my friend. Um, <laughs> well, Shane, you know, I, for if I had to give a pitch on the Shane Hartline biopic, who is Shane Hartline? He, Shane is an actor, comedian, but Shane, like, I, it's funny that you bring up that question. I had someone ask me this recently. I was talking to a friend of mine because I, I, I'm also trying to step into the directing side of the business. That's cool. And... And the way he told me, because I'm doing, I do so much. Like, and like many people in the entertainment business these days are multi-hyphenate, but like, I like to call myself a storyteller because there is no part of my being that wants to do just one thing. And I'm not, I'm not going to, whether it's in front of the camera, behind the camera, on a stage, I'm a storyteller. Um, mm -hmm. The stages changes, the medium changes. But I think that since I picked up my first first video camera at the age of 10, I think I realized quickly that's the, the, the thing that fulfilled me the most. That's cool. The, actually, mm -hmm. the way I first bumped into you is one of my buddies uh, reposted, uh, a, it was a few weeks back that uh, you had reached uh, a million people on uh, TikTok, which, and mm -hmm. that's cool by itself, but your story behind it was really cool. How like you've just oh, always, you. ever since you were a kid, you've uh, been recording yourself. And like in that, in that short little clip, there was a ton of like B-roll footage of you as a 10 and 13 year old oh, just being dude. whack. It's so much fun. I have so much. I have literally a fireproof safe full of like tapes and I mean, spanning from my whole life. It's insane. And like, I'm so fortunate that my, that my parents filmed so much and then let yeah. me hold a camera because 
you know, there's so many little things that happen in your life like that. Like think yeah. about if like a parent wouldn't, my parent wouldn't have let me hold the camera or if I didn't have the friends that I had back then that were like, yeah, we'll shoot these crazy video ideas with you. If I didn't have people supporting me, what would I be doing now? You know, I think it's all those little things that, that can mold and shape a person's life. But yeah, I mean, that's the, the fireproof safe. That is literally the only irreplaceable uh, thing I possess, physical thing, I think. That's cool. Other than yeah. myself and my fiance. Those are the two of <laughs> All right. So fiance, that's uh, great. Congratulations. Well, fiance before me, I should say. Let's okay. put the fiance before me. Yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shouldn't put myself before my fiance. Wow. Uh, this is off to a bad start for you. I fixed guys. it. I fixed it. Yeah. Everything's safe now. You guys are good. So that's awesome. So uh, yeah, I bumped into you online and maybe that's how a bunch of people bump into you. And so uh, on the podcast, it's called Maybe You're Like Me. And we're trying to get like past the filtered version of somebody. And so if we're going to get past the filtered version of somebody, we got to start with the filtered version of somebody. So for if there's people out there that maybe they haven't met you yet and uh, they don't uh, even know what like your internet facing side is like, like who is the Shane Hartline they're going to see on your TikTok or your Instagram? Like what's your highlight reel? Uh, well, the, the, the person I put out there is genuinely, and it's been a journey to get to this, but the person I put online, I try to make very authentic, um, authentic to who I am. Maybe he's heightened at, uh, at certain times because, you know, sometimes you have to be and or, you know, what's interesting is the characters that I've put out there, whether it's on TikTok or whatever social media platform, the, the characters that have connected the most with people are genuinely the characters that are, there's a little bit of me in each of these characters. Yeah. Um, Southern man, that is so much my father. And, you know, so everything I try to put out there, at least I should say, mm -hmm. I try to make it authentically me as possible especially if you come to a comedy show of mine, it's going to be a heightened version of me, For sure. but I try to be as real as possible. And that's the hardest part. I think of anybody in the entertainment business, but I'd say acting specifically is trying to find that authentic version of yourself because we spend so many years of our life. We're, we're born into this world, these pure, open hearted souls. And then there's so many years of junk that gets thrown on our shoulders of you know, bullying and, and, and all these things that make us, um, anxious and, and hide away from the true person to be this person we think we're supposed to be, but an actor is supposed to find that real person again. So it's like, that's where the work comes in. Yeah. In my opinion, sorry, we're doing a tangent here, but I think no, that no, that's where, that's where the work comes in. In my opinion of becoming an actor, it's not about like, you know, reciting lines, the real work is just getting to your true self. So you can be that open, authentic person in any, on any set. Yeah. No, I like, uh, even so like on the office, uh, Greg Daniels, they, uh, like I've heard them talk about how, when they were making the office, it was a comedy obviously, but they wanted it to be real people reacting in real ways and not, uh, not just like, everything wasn't like a, a laugh track joke setup uh and punchline and so yeah the, i like that idea of you're just bringing who you are into a character if you're acting or into your stand-up if you're on stage and connecting with people with who you are first instead of always trying to just make make something up 
And so that's what I try to do. Like, like specifically an example at my standup shows, like mm -hmm. I think it's so important for to, if you're trying to sell something to an audience, like what I'm trying to sell them is my, my comedy. I want them to laugh at what I'm doing up there. And so I think that the first step you got to get past is get them comfortable with you, get them to know who you are. And I think some, you know, people, and I've made this mistake so many times in the past as I like, I jump to the second step before anybody <laughs> even knows who I am. Yeah. So these past few years, especially online, especially when I opened up about my journey, which with my neurological condition, it's been getting people to know who I am. And before that, I was just trying to like sell them stuff, not actually tangibly, but yeah. like, here's my comedy, buy into it. Whoa, whoa, Shane, we don't even know who you are. Yeah. You know, you're jumping to the second date and we haven't even like shook hands yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, so I think that that's so important for any performers, like make sure people know who you are first, if you can. Yeah. I think that's why I'm so bad at improv because I'm always just trying to like find the joke and shoot for the, uh, the punchline instead of like uh, setting up a scene and making it fun and authentic. So, uh, good on you for figuring that out. Well, I mean, the thing with improv is that I found personally is like, I, you know, I, I'm a sucker sometimes for like wanting to try to go for the funny, but mm -hmm. the funny usually happens when you're not even trying to go, yeah. go for it. It's, the truth. It's like how truthful a moment feels mm -hmm. and the happy accidents. And if you just kind of go with the flow with improv, that's, that's when the magic starts to actually happen. Yeah. It's fun. And like the thing that's cool is like you, uh, just being your authentic self, it's opened up some really cool doors for you. Mm. Um, so you've, uh, got to be in, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yeah. Um, that was like this, like looking at your resume, you've done some really awesome things and, oh, uh, thanks, man. uh, like how did your acting journey start and how, how, how's it got you to right now? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's a, it's a tough question to like pinpoint when it started, sure. but I guess like the technical point is when I first got into the entertainment business, I was on a very different trajectory, but with the same end goal in mind, like I started as a professional wrestler, like independently. Awesome. But, but with the mindset of like, I'm just going to do this to be an actor that can happen. That's a very mm -hmm. tough route though. When I started wrestling, about a year or two into it, this little site called YouTube started. Okay. And, and I learned quickly, like, well, I learned quickly, like this, this is what I want to do, but it was because it blew my mind because before that, like you could post videos online, but I don't know if you remember, it was not an easy process. It was not an easy thing for people to like consume video online. Yeah. So the ease of which YouTube made it, for people to be able to consume videos just blew my mind. So I just took everything I was doing, which was comedy sketches and all kinds of crazy stuff with my friends. And I just started mindlessly throwing it on YouTube. Hindsight, if I was a little more structured, like my career would have maybe taken a different direction a little bit quicker, but I just started mindlessly putting stuff on YouTube, like just the comedy sketches and stuff I was already doing. And truthfully, I was one of the first and very few people doing that on the, t at the time on YouTube. Um, so we started getting a lot of attention very quickly. And one of the, th like we were getting attention from the tonight show and we were getting attention, like Carson Daly was trying to even do some kind of like America's funniest home videos. And we were going to be one of the featured pe people on the show. Um, That's awesome. So there was a lot happening and through it, 
I got my first talent agent. And from that agent, I started doing small auditions in the Southeast. And then there came this big audition for Rock of Ages feature film that I ended up booking in 2011. And that completely changed my life. And But it was, I guess you could say, the start of my journey began with YouTube. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's people like you that uh, it, it frustrates me because uh, like I see people on uh, RIP Vine and uh, oh, yeah. TikTok and YouTube and I'm like, I, I wish I would, I wish I could go back 10 years and just start putting funny ideas online because it's one of uh, those things. Yeah. I definitely, at this point, anytime something starts gaining momentum, TikTok was a, TikTok was a big one. Even, even after experiencing like what I did with YouTube and I did Vine too and got some success from it. But there was a period of time with TikTok where I was like, I'm not doing another thing. I'm not doing another <laughs> thing. And I'm so glad I did because yeah. it's, it's really, uh, it's working. Yeah, I I'm just constantly in awe of people's creativity on the internet, mm. and so people like mm-hmm. you that um, that make stuff and put it out into the world, it just it blows my mind. And so I I'm honestly just honored to talk to people like you that oh. <laughs> that do cool things. And so um, that again, thank you. And I'm probably gonna say this about 800 more times. Thank you for being here, man. This is so great. Oh man, no problem, dude. It's great to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, on the podcast, we do this uh, in a couple of different rounds. And the first round I call the first date round, uh, because uh, when you first meet somebody, uh, you don't want to immediately go into like, tell me about your childhood uh, or um, tell me about your dad. That's- I've been doing it all wrong. Yeah, no, I, and Ugh. God bless you. God bless your fiance for six with you through all that yeah but. god bless her man she had to <laughs> rough through that that was the first question i asked her wow tell me about your childhood yeah uh yeah uh, like tell me about some past trauma that's that's usually not the <laughs> those are my go-tos way. oh man well whew. Let me tell you what my normal uh, go-to is like what'd you have for breakfast um big breakfast okay, fan okay. so uh, just for okay. fun what'd you have for breakfast oh today was a special breakfast day there's a breakfast burrito place that I order from occasionally out here. Okay. And it was one of those that, like, I don't know if you're obsessive like me. I've, my weight loss journey has been a lifelong journey. Like it's like <laughs> a roller coaster. Yeah, absolutely. So there's like, uh, occasionally when I'm like, all right, I've lost, I'm, I'm doing all right. I, maybe I get a little <laughs> breakfast burrito today. So today I had a breakfast burrito. What, uh, what's the ingredient list there? Cause I'm invested Ooh. in this now. There was scrambled eggs. Okay. It, it had sausage, avocado, cheese. Very simple breakfast burrito, but that still sounds amazing. Tasty. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That honestly is actually. I told my wife on yesterday uh, we had gone to New York recently, and ever uh-huh. since then I'm just dreaming about like a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. Uh, man, I the things that I would do for that right now are you could incredible. do that yourself, man. Go for it. I. <laughs> it's not the same though. It's not it's the same. Especially when. When a New York man hands it to me and mm-hmm. uh, says, like, forget about it or something. I don't know. I'm that if you're from New York and uh, immediately offended, I'm sorry. Just uh, blame it on Shane. Um, yeah. But yeah. So like on a first date, you want to ask the right questions. Uh, it's not just like, do you like dogs or cats? Because that is a question you could ask, but it's not really going to uh, further the relationship. And so I like to ask uh, a couple of like uh, first date style questions and maybe we'll get to know each other a little bit better. And, sure. uh, and everyone listening and watching will get to know a little bit better too. But, um, all right. So this one's a fun one. Do you have any irrational fears? 
I saw that was the one question because let me tell you guys, he is a very organized podcast host, much more organized than most podcasts. <laughs> and he sent me a couple of the questions ahead of time, but I uh-huh. told him I don't want to, I don't want to predetermine any of these answers. And this was the one that I was like, oh man, I had to really think because most of my fears are rational. Like I'm a, well, tell me if this is irrational to you. Okay. I'm afraid of the ocean in okay. general. That that's not completely irrational, but okay. that's, that's rational. Skydiving, not irrational. Makes sense. I'm, that's okay. No, wait, back to the ocean. What are you like? It, if I said ocean, does that like put fear in your heart or like no, does finding no, Nemo? It's, it's like the depth, you? the depth of okay. it. Like, yeah. Okay. So I think that'd be more of a fear of drowning. Is that, is that a fair it, assumption it's there? It's possibly connected, but I think yeah. just the, I don't know what's underneath me and uh-huh. how deep Yep. How deep it, ooh, ooh. Um, but <laughs> I'm laughing with you. Of, outside of rational fears, it's like, I was really trying to think about that because I don't think I have any irrational. Um, Would you like mine? It, it might stoke what yours is. Yes, please. All right. So mine, I've got a couple, but the, the easy go-to is uh, mine is going to the restroom in the middle of the night and sitting on the toilet and a snake coming out of the toilet and biting me. I don't know why, but that wow. is, yeah, that, and like every now and again, you'll see a video where it's like people that happens. And so I know the chances are extremely small, but it, it just gets me. Thanks and- for creating a fear for me <laughs> that I never knew I had. Um, oh man. Yeah, no, I don't um, know, man. That's a, that's a really tough question, but I mean, my gut goes to things like, but I don't think they're fears. They're just things that annoy me. Like I hate, I hate when people make that like smacking noise when they're chewing. Oh, so yeah. It's more of like a pet peeve maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, you and my wife are the same on that one. Every now and again, she'll be like, can you chew quieter please? And well, I think that I, I don't know that I have any, if, and if and during this episode, one pops up, I'll mention it, but I mean, I think you created one for me. So thank you. And no, thank you. Um, Everybody out there listening. It may be the same for them. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's mad at me. I'm sorry. All right. We'll just, we'll skip ahead. And so uh, you're acting, uh, doing comedy, uh, doing stand up. If you could go back in time and either act with or do stand up with a, uh, a late comedian. So uh, no longer with us, a comedian or stand up act or actor who you going with, or you can do both left short. I definitely, there's two answers and I can't just pick one. Chris sure. Farley. Oh, Chris man. Farley is somebody that without question. And I've been fortunate to like meet and work with his brothers, which has been really cool. That's cool. Because um, in his brothers, you can kind of see him a little bit and it's, yeah. it's really cool. And Robin Williams was a close second. And I have a quick story. I came very close to actually getting to, Oh man. Um, but unfortunately he passed. So long story short, basically my comedy theater that used to exist in Los Angeles that I was doing improv with for many, many years, uh, IOS out here. He, I was doing a show in the backstage theater. I walk out of my show to a text message from a friend of mine that says, come to the main stage. Robin Williams just showed up and he's performing. And so the story was apparently he just walked into the theater and was like, can I, can I hop on stage with everybody? And so I watched him do improv. It's actually on YouTube. I watched him do improv with only like 30 people and it was magic. And I, and I knew I was like, you know what? I need to film this. So I filmed it. But then I knew I was like, I'm not really the type of person that 
because I've been fortunate to meet a lot of celebrities and work with a lot of celebrities, but I don't really like to ask them a lot for pictures. He was one person I was like, I have to get my picture with him. I have to. Yeah. So I knew he'd be leaving out this certain back door to get in his vehicle and, and leave quickly. So I was, I ran out before the show even ended. So I would be the first person that he met and I got a moment with him. I got to tell him how much his movie, the Fisher King, which is one of yeah. my favorite movies meant, meant to me. And, and I got a quick picture. My buddy was shaking. So it's a little blurry, unfortunately, <laughs> but I got a picture with him. And then the craziest thing. So I, the next day, like I do with most content, I posted it straight to YouTube at the time, his reps reached out to the owner of the theater and kindly requested that I take down the video. They just, for some reason, he didn't want the video out. And so the theater owner reached out to me, told me, like, if you could, please take down the video. But I will make sure the next time that he comes, you'll get to be on stage with him. Oh, man. And that unfortunately didn't get to happen. So, but those are the two people, definitely. Yeah, uh, I've uh, you've probably heard a million stories. I've heard a million stories about Robin Williams just showing up places and like blowing the roof off of a place for oh, an yeah. hour just by himself uh, with nothing prepared. And then mm-hmm. like just leaving like a mist and just like everybody's left floored. I love that. So hundred percent. the fact that you got to be in the room for one of those is insane. So yeah, oh, man. special. And uh, when I actually wrote that question, I, the, he was the guy that I was thinking of too. He, he just seemed like he was such uh I don't know why I can't think of another word, but enigma and enigma also mm-hmm. really fits, but yeah, he was something special. So it's cool that you, yeah, that even you had a moment with him in the first place is yeah. Ridiculous. Love I, some Robin I, Williams. One of the greatest moments of my life. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> new irrational fear is meeting heroes and getting shaky pictures. Um, and that one's come oh, true for you though. So it's not irrational. That's so. uh, yeah, that came true, <laughs> but I got it. I still got the pick. Yeah, you did. You got it printed out anywhere? I don't actually. I might somewhere. I think it's at my parents' house. I do have it. It's at my parents' house. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was the first date round. First date. I would hang out with you again. Um, Great. Apparently, your fiance would as well. Um, yeah. Good answers. Uh, also, Chris <laughs> Farley. Going back to Chris Farley. Chris Farley. That. Yeah. There's a few people that like physical comedy that like he's in the Mount Rushmore of physical he's the comedians. Best. I think he's the best yeah. physical comedian that's ever existed. And there's nobody that, I mean, I still go back and watch some like videos of him on like late night shows and stuff. And just like everything he did, did was funny. Absolutely yeah. everything. Like, and the same can't be said for, I mean, name one other person that everything they do is funny. Yeah. And undeniable. And not just, everything they do is funny, but also everything they do is funny 30 years later. Yeah, that's true. That, and it's just, it's, he's, he was undeniable. Yeah. All right. So this is, uh, off on a tangent. This is not a question that I asked you to prepare for. Do you think that, uh, physical comedy is learned or do you think it's just like an innate built-in thing? Hmm. My gut is telling me that it's a part of the person. I think, yeah, I don't think I I think sure you could take a physical comedy class or try to become that. But mm-hmm. I think people smell it in authenticity. I think that I think it's in your bones. Like when somebody can look at somebody and it's like, oh, they're they've prepared this physicality 
They mm. look like they're afraid of getting hurt. I can tell you for a fact, I'm not. So I'm very, <laughs> I'm very physical at shows, sometimes to my detriment. Um, never to the point where it like threatens anybody's safety, but sure. I like to be physical. Like that's just my instinct. It's yeah. always been my instinct. Like even since yeah. I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it was inspired by my, you know, my comedic inspirations. But I think a huge part of it was just in my bones. You know, I yeah. think that that's always what I wanted or how I wanted to, to to do this. Yeah. So I like guys that I love uh, in the like the same realm, like a Jack Black is another mm-hmm. like great oh, physical comedian. Um, and uh, the other day I was looking back at like a dumb picture I had taken uh, a couple of Christmases ago. My wife bought me uh, some boots and uh, so it, I'm wearing like short shorts and like a tight t-shirt <laughs> walking around just being dumb. And so she snaps a couple of pictures of me modeling it. And, um, and I was like, you know what? I like in my brain, I just, I will move my body funny. And then the next day, my son, uh, his uh, preschool sent pictures of him just like posing funny. I was like, he's oh, got wow. it. And ah. like, and so it's just, it's, that's something I've been thinking about recently. Like, I wonder if that's something that's just built in or if it's something that you can learn, but hey, man. if it's, if it's built in, he's got it. And he's you just so had to funny. Flip the switch. You just had to see it. Yeah. So, and he, it, it, all the time, he's just the best. So uh, yeah, it. he's real fun. All right. So, all right. That was the first date round. Uh, again, that was a lot of fun. Um, and this next round, I call it the slow round. And so uh, it's, these are like, I guess third or fourth date questions. And so it's, it's questions past like your head knowledge or, um, things you like and more about who you are as a person. And so, um, all right, I, I'm not an actor and I'm never going to be, I don't know if I could handle, uh, uh, all the, the stuff that you guys go through, uh, but you are in a tough business. And so, um, uh, there is, and also in that is a ton of rejection, uh, both comedy and, uh, and acting. And so how do you deal with that? How do you, uh, like keep going even amidst all that rejection and, uh, to get to the good stuff? Well, I want to come out the gate saying, yeah, it's a tough business, but I'm also not digging ditches right now. I'm not, you know, doing physical sure. manual labor. So it's relative, but the, the, the tough part is the rejection. The yeah. tough part comes from as an actor, you are doing, I mean, I think I looked at my, I keep a spreadsheet of my auditions. And since 2016, I've probably had 400 auditions. Oh, wow. You know, so that's 400 job interviews. Think yeah. about that. When most mm-hmm. people in their life, I mean, you don't have to tell me this, but how many job interviews roughly do you think you've had? Uh, not enough to make this question interesting. <laughs> I've worked See, at the same place for like 15 I mean. years. Like, yeah. Most people that aren't in the entertainment business, it's not many it's it's, and hopefully it's, you have one and you live the rest of your life fulfilled and happy. That's the dream. Yeah. You know, um, but as actors, you have hundreds of job interviews constantly. Yeah. So one, if you can't deal with, re- if you, if rejection affects you deeply, it's not the business for you, but that is also one of the parts of this business is building that muscle of dealing with rejection. It gets mm-hmm. easier. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain auditions that come along that I audition for that would be life-changing, that I do get a little more excited for. Yeah. And then you deal with a little bit of, you bummed after, you're a little bummed after, and it's undeniable. Yeah. And like, 
You just also got to let yourself feel that. Maybe give yourself what I try to do sometimes is give myself a little time limit to feel the the, the bum depression or whatever I feel. Yeah. But it's never fun to, to deal with rejection. Um, you know, I also have gone through different levels of rejection in this business, whether it's rejection from an audition that I didn't book something, rejection that, um, you know, I was on this TV show, Station 19, and they haven't brought me back yet. It still could happen, but I was on a whole season, hmm. you know? So there's that, that feeling of, oh, man, I was at summer camp and I fell in love with all these people and now I don't get to see them as much anymore. That yeah. kind of rejection, you know? So it's, it, that is what makes this business hard is the rejection. And I mean, there's other factors at play that make this business hard that, I mean, I'm sure so many people have heard about, you know, dealing with, personalities, egos, all kinds of toxic things on one end or the other. But I have always, you know, and I think it's a tribute to how I was raised. I think I've always just been the type of person, if I feel the energy of somebody is a, not a great person, I don't tend to s stick around them that long. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't deal well with narcissists. I don't, I don't stay friends with them that long. I kind of weed them out quickly. Yeah. I like to stick around and my team has become genuinely good people, which having a good support system in this business, not only your family, but friends and people that you can collaborate with out yeah. here makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that answered your question because it was a lot, but, um, yeah, the the thing that especially at the end, what you said there really makes sense to me that uh, you're going to deal with rejection, honestly, in any any position in life. But it sounds like you've built yourself a community of people that are supportive and are pushing you on too. And I'd guess that your fiance is that way, your uh, collaborators are that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And I think the thing that um, has helped me tremendously throughout my you know career because rejection is constant. That's undeniable. It's having something artistically to work on outside of the acting yeah. because the, the acting is so uncertain when your next job is going to be, mm -hmm. you know, in 2021, I was working nonstop and then, mm -hmm. you know, it, then it's been hit and miss. It's just how it works. Yeah. You know? Um, so for me, it's like, I constantly have to have something creatively that's happening on the side, whether it's a stand-up comedy show I'm looking forward to, a podcast mm -hmm. I'm developing, um, writing some features. I'm doing all kinds of things because that way it's not like, okay, when's the next audition? Oh, there it is. I've got to book it. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. won't book it if that's the energy you're going in with because de desperation is so unattractive. And, yeah. and casting directors can smell it from a mile away. Casting directors, sadly, what they want is somebody that acts like they don't want it. And it's like, huh. that's such a hard thing to get to because we do all want it. Yeah, We want it, you know, but it's the people that start booking nonstop are sadly the people that get to that point of like, you've almost gotten to the point of giving up. You've almost gotten to the point of saying, I don't care anymore. But that's when you're the most free. And, and, and it's, I'm not saying like, stop caring, but whatever an, an anyone in the business can do to get to a point of taking the grip off a little bit, that's where the magic starts to happen. Yeah. So would it be helpful for you then to dress like John Travolta at the end of Greece or actually all of Greece, like a leather jacket and like a, 
I don't care attitude to uh, uh, auditions. Is that is that what I'm picking it up might. on here? I mean, if that's what the one the, a different conversation is, that's what the character asked for. But like, I mean, <laughs> sure, if there's little magic tricks to like help with confidence, I think like some people yeah. it is like dressing to make them feel more confident. And some yeah. other things I've started doing because in 2000, September 2021, I was like very fortunate to get to audition for SNL. And that was one of the most stressful experience of my life. Like I've never experienced anxiety to that level, but after it, I really learned a lot about my anxiety and what I want to start doing. And, and I, what I did start doing at that point is really trying to change the, the relationship I have with anxiety instead of making it this thing that I resist and constantly fight against one, let it happen, let it do mm-hmm. its process. And almost like, because anxiety is only happening to try to protect you because it mm-hmm. feels like there's a threat, quote unquote, happening, even though yeah. most of the time there isn't. Mm-hmm. But in acting like getting on a stage and performing is a threat in the minds of most people. Yeah. So that's where anxiety comes from. It's like your body feels like there's a threat happening. So instead of what we do, we're, our society is engineered like, OK, when you feel anxiety, do all these crazy things to fight against it. My philosophy lately has been let it happen and change the conversation with it. Like, oh, that's not anxiety. That's just excitement. I'm just excited. Mm -hmm. So the more I've done that, it's, it's really made it go away quicker. It's not disappeared ever. I still feel it all the time before I perform every time, but the duration of anxiety is definitely getting shorter. Yeah. The, it's funny, like uh, I'll listen to podcasts or TV shows and um, uh, interviews with people and they're talking like people that I respect and you think that they're, they've got it all figured out. Uh, I, it was um, Bill Hader was talking about uh, his tenure on SNL and he said every mm. episode before he would go out, there was a, a random bathroom and he would go and like just have like Duke. a full on freak out. Yeah. A freak out moment for every episode. And um, you, you see a guy like that, who's so incredibly talented and you're like uh, on my side, I'm like, there, there's no, way I'm, I'm matching that, but We're to know that there's, yeah, there's a human on the other side of that. Who's, who's got fear and anxiety and, um, and that they're still able, number one, to, I think people like that and like you use that to make themselves better. Like you have I, to, yeah. At the you point where you quit caring. To. Yeah. Well, if like, if there wasn't that at that point, you don't even care and you're not going to put your best stuff out. And the fact that guys like you, you still get nervous before you go out and do stand up. The fact that you still get, um, that you still want it to be the best product and that's hundred percent, but all that working together, that makes the best product. And so it's cool that you, you love what you're doing and you're putting yourself out there to the point that you might get rejected over and over and over. Mm. Um, but I will, love what it you're will doing. continue to happen. Yeah. And, um, it will. yep. And that even with this stuff, like there's like just small things that if you, if you let that, that anxious voice, that, uh, whatever win, then you lose. And so 100%. the fact that you're pushing through it and like pursuing, uh, whatever the next best thing is, is incredible, man. And I'm so happy you're doing it. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But like, yeah, even with what you're doing, making a podcast, there's a lot of little voices that could go in your head and say things like, well, everybody else is doing a podcast. There's so many podcasts out there. Why should I do it? It's like, if you listen to these things, you'll never do anything. So you just yeah. got to always make the first step. Like you just have to make the first step and make it, make the thing, do the thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, so actually kind of staying in this theme, like 
there's people that um, everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's fighting their own battles. And um, you're an actor and a stand-up comedian, and you're doing things that are very public and using your voice, but you also have uh, spasmatic dysphonia. And so uh, for people who don't know what spasmatic dysphonia is, number one, am I saying that right? Spasmodic. Uh, spasmodic. I was so close. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. How does that affect you? And how does that um, like affect your career, how you live and how you do things? Well, I like to look at it like there's there was a huge turning point in, in my life and my career in 2019 when I finally went public, I guess you could say, about having the condition. Mm -hmm. Before that, I kept it entirely secret. And I can't even describe to you how much of a a control it had over my mental health. Like yeah. very badly. Because it was just what it was is it was this thing I hated about myself. Hated. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've had I've had unfortunately. So long story short, spasmodic dysphonia is a neurological condition that affects people's speech. Mm -hmm. It can affect their speech in a couple different ways, but for most people it either constricts their vocal cords uncontrollably or it opens them uncontrollably causing like a breathiness, which is what I have a mild case of. Okay. Um, but what's even more frustrating or what was more frustrating about my condition was most people don't get it until they're 50 or roughly oh. rank 50. I got it at the young age of five and I've been oh, wow. to many doctors that were like, we don't know how or why this happened. Hmm. Um, so most of my life, the energy I was putting around it was just, I hated it. I hated it, hated it. And for 30 years of that kind of energy is, it can take a toll on you. And then it was like 2019, I like, I got the idea uh, to make a, a short film about the condition, about somebody with a condition loosely based on my journey. But I was like, you know what? I want to tell my story. I want to like finally open up and get this big bag of rocks off my shoulders and see what happens. Oh, wow. And when I did it, when I started the process of making the short cookie, which people can, if you just search cookie short film on YouTube, you can see it. But the, the beginning part of that process of just literally just going public about it, it was I felt like I did feel this weight start to come off my shoulders. Like I'm still in the process of of that journey, but it definitely was like a fork in the road. You know, I yeah. felt like I went down a different path had I not. And what the craziest part is like because it's such a mild case of the condition, most people are like, I never even knew you had this, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's also uh, an interesting side of this whole thing, but it controlled me so much, especially in my, in this business, because I was like, I have to be quiet because I don't want people to find this out about me to prevent me from opportunity. Hmm. Now, I don't know what happened, but statistically, once I opened up about it, I I've booked more, I've booked life-changing roles. And a part of that process had to be for me owning it and yeah. just saying, this is how I speak. If you don't want to book me, don't book me. But yeah. it, it it's an uncurable condition. It's gotten a lot better for me over the years. I don't know what, but I am constantly experimenting with different supplements, all kinds of natural acupuncture type of things. So over the years, it could be one or a combination of many things, but it 
has gotten such a mild case, but it, I think it also genuinely is because I've started to change the energy that I was giving it. You know, I, yeah. I, that hatred is no longer as intense as it used to be. I do have tough days. I do still get frustrated as does I'm sure anybody with any condition or anything that they wish they didn't have. But, and that's another thing. Everybody deals with something. Everybody yeah. has that one thing that they're like, God, if it was just this one thing that I could just get rid of out of my life, I would be perfect. But as as hard as it may sound or as annoying as it may sound, that's that thing that makes us special. And so for me as an actor, I, I'm, I am still working on that path I took in 2019 of, all right, I have no choice. So I do have to incorporate it into what makes Shane Hartline a unique package as, as an actor. Yeah. No, I think that the thing that uh, you, I feel like people talk about it mostly when uh, people are in like middle school, high school and your awkward years, you're, you're trying so hard to fit in, but uh, it, I think it's universal. We're all trying to, everybody wants to be liked and be enjoyed. Cool. Yeah. I want to be cool. And, um, and honestly, like that's kind of the thought behind this podcast is that there's people like you who um, you're doing these cool things. Like we talked about, like a Bill Hader earlier that like he's on top of the comedy world. He's got his own HBO show and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, he's still in the bathroom before a show, like freaking out. Or uh, there's people who are struggling with any number of things. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, whether it be their mental health or physical health or uh, any number of things. And I and think that for everybody, it's a day by day journey. Like I think there's yeah. some days where I feel real confident. And for me, it's usually attributed to when I'm my I'm having a good day with my condition. And then when I'm having not a good day with it it usually affects my confidence a little bit. And I noticed that, it, and and I, and that's a whole thing too, with anybody that struggles with anything. It's like, it's good days and bad days. And you yeah. just have to be, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to just kind of go with the flow of, all right, today's not a great day, but tomorrow, tomorrow will probably be different, you know? Yeah. And honestly, sometimes even just taking it minute by minute, like, absolutely. Like my wife knows me well enough to know that if I'm starting to be a real jerk, that she just needs to grab a granola bar and make me eat it. And then everything's way better. A lot of my frustration <laughs> deals with me being hungry. A hundred percent. Oh man. And I'm just, I'm sitting here right now thinking about that breakfast burrito you had and I'm very yeah. jealous all over again. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> oh man. This is like, this is so helpful and so good. Shane, thank you oh, good. so much for doing this. All right. So uh, one question we ask everybody on the podcast and uh, it can be as big as um, you are learning how to rearrange the cosmos or as small as you're learning how to uh, write your name different with your uh, wrong hand. I don't know. It could be anything. But what's something you're learning right now? The first thing that comes to mind is I'm learning. Uh, I've, uh, I seriously, in the past six to seven months, have taken my first steps into doing stand up. Before then, cool. I had never ever done stand-up i'd done improv i'd done sketch since i was mm -hmm. like 13 yeah but stand-up i kind of got thrusted into i never wanted to do it it was something that intimidated me probably coupled because of my vocal condition but it was something i never wanted to do i loved consuming it mm -hmm. but i didn't ever want to do it i was like you know i'm never going to do it then about seven six seven months ago 
a friend of mine, Olin Rogers, he's a very successful uh, YouTube personality. He's written for, written his own television show and insanely successful, has a, a very huge fan base. And he does these comedy shows around the country and he was looking for a new opener and he reached out and he's like, you know what? I think your energy will kind of be perfect to set up for my very non-traditional stand-up set. He's like, do you want to open for my tour? And I'm like, well, I, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I didn't have, like I said, that thing that I, it was just when my show was finishing station 19 and I needed something else. So it was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to just need like five, 10 minutes. You know, I got that. <laughs> He's like, no, I need you to do about 25, 30 minutes. Oh, so no. out the gate, out the gate, I kind of jumped into the deep end of stand up or the, yeah. you know, medium deep end. <laughs> But I kind of did, you know, I, I bypassed kind of like the, the, the beginning steps of stand up. So for me right now, what I'm learning is what 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 does stand up look like for me? What is my set? Mm-hmm. And, you know, every show that I do, I'm trying different things and I'm carving away at what I think could be my stand up set. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is anybody that comes to see a show. And by the way, I'm doing a show in Winter Haven, February 4th. Awesome. Wesley Chapel, February 5th. If well, you this is come. coming out in March, so I'll, I'll be there. Oh, well, it already happened and we crushed it. And thank you for coming to both shows, Mike. <laughs> it was so thank great. Thank you for coming to both. Why you, did you, you bring me up on stage, though? Yeah. Yeah, well, That's, because you, you came to both shows and you brought 20 people. So thank you That's, so much for doing that. I did that. Yep. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> what I, what I want to try to do for my shows is kind of that I want to leave people feeling almost what they felt when they watched a Robin Williams show. It's like, man, I don't know what the heck just happened, but it was so fun. Yeah, man. And I also want, I want to break that kind of traditional vibe at a stand-up show where people are afraid to interact, you know, because they're afraid to be made fun of. I don't ever want to make fun of people. I never want to make people feel stupid. I want people to feel safe and want to interact with me because my set is very, very interactive and and that's what excites me about it and you know so that is what i'm currently working on amongst many other things that's cool that's a cool thing to learn that i've like again i listen to a lot of comedy and entertainment style podcasts and um that it's so fun listening to comedians talk about like their forays into stand up and mm. it's it's a whole different animal than especially anything else you've done before and the fact that like i thought you had to do like a tight 5 for this guy but uh opening up with a, a like straight into a 25 30 minute set that's ridiculous it's, so. it was crazy but <laughs> it's been great i almost like i almost don't want to do 5 but I, you know, I, I can do five, but 25, you know, that, that amount of time is a lot of fun because you do get a lot of time to like really sit in things and like find happy accidents with the audience that, oh my God, that can now be a part of my set. And I never even planned that, you know, so it's so fun and it's fun. And I never thought I would enjoy it. The thing that I think like you would have uh, a leg up on a, another person going in a standup is you're, you're quickly personable. Like, again, we met uh, at the beginning of this podcast and like, I always like already feel like I could hang out with you for yeah, hours and yeah. hours. We could just be buds. And so that's, I think you've got that going for you. And so I can't wait to see your set. And I oh, mean, cool. I, I loved seeing your you set. It was came. fantastic. You it was good. came to both shows. You brought 20 people. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm here to help. So thank you so much. 
All right, so this is uh, the last round of the podcast. This is, uh, it's called the Common Ground Round, uh, and it's five this or that style questions. You got your uh, your notepad there and your pen. Yeah, so you want me to rip and, off um, different pieces? Uh, follow your heart. Uh, you just okay. got to be able to write the answers down. But all right, okay. so uh, uh, we're going to see if maybe you and I are uh, similar on these things. And um, so this is just rapid fire. You ready for this? All right, number yeah. one, would you rather eat gummy worms or gummy bears? They are similar, but very different. Uh-huh. Mm. All right, here we go. Are you ready? With yeah. your answer, here we go. One, two, three. I went worms. You went... He went bears. What's... Uh, no, worms, oh, no, that's worms. Worms. <laughs> Is it backwards? Uh, no, I got it now. There you go. My, my, I'll write cleaner. I didn't know I was going to have to show it to you. <laughs> You're good. All right, so... Uh, yeah. Is there any certain uh, flavor uh, combo of uh, gummy worms that you enjoy the best? Because there's ones that are I'm yellow picky. and green. There's the yellow and green ones, and those are definitely on the bottom of the totem pole. But then you, know, you got like the red and green. I'm not a gummy go-to guy, but when I eat them, I'm always like, God, I love gummies. Like it's like, yep. but it's not my go-to sweet treat. What's your go-to sweet, uh, sweet treat then? Oh, donuts, cupcakes. Like I'm like yeah. a cake type person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when I go for candy, like I feel like I get a lot of hate because like people are like, you want some of this uh, chocolate and I'm not a chocolate guy. Like give me like a, a fruit flavored candy. So like a Skittle <laughs> starburst, uh, gummy bears, gummy worms. That's where I, I land. So. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we both got worms. Yeah. We're, we're worms. We've, we both got, okay. I think that might be the title of this, uh, this podcast. We, we both, both got, got worms. worms. <laughs> yep. I love that. All right. So this one is a, um, I don't know. It, it sounds sad, but would you rather dine alone or go watch a movie alone? Dine alone or movie alone. Okay. Here you go. One, two, three. I went movie. You went. It's. I can't see it on the screen. Movie. It is. Movie. There he is. He's got worms and he wants to go to a movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like with a movie, you're just watching something. And uh, do you enjoy doing things alone or... Oh. I, you know, I don't, I don't go to movies usually alone by myself anymore, uh -huh. but I love to, it's so peaceful. Um, I, I, yeah, I love it. All right. Now, are you, uh, in your relationship with your fiance, are you, uh, the person who is, uh, caught up to date and whatever, or are you the person who's asking a million questions before the answer has been revealed? Oh, I don't like that. I, I want <laughs> silence and I get so annoyed when she's always, she's the one that asks a bunch of questions um, and I'm like, just watch, you'll find out. Also, I did remember my irrational fear. So when we're finished oh, with it. this, let's, let's, no, let's no, no. wait, let's right finish now. this. All right. I got okay. it. You got it. I got it. All right. I have a weird irrational fear. Um, I do, uh, I do it, but never try to, uh, I don't want to fart around my fiance. <laughs> Because what I cook, what happens in me is 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 sinful, and I'm like, one of the, if if I start just ripping them naturally, she's gonna leave me. Listen, you gotta you gotta tie that down before you start letting them loose there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, more of the day we get married is just ripping parts. Oh okay. man, God, Third God question. bless her on that one. <laughs> Third question. All right, would you rather listen to disco music or gangster rap? Oh man, I don't know if we're gonna be the same on this one. All right, I'm ready when you oh, are. I'm changing. I'm changing. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
Uh oh. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. I went disco. You went disco. Disco. What? Uh, what initially made you want to go gangster? <laughs> Is it because you're West Coast and uh, you think? I don't know what honestly initially. I, but I then I was like, ah, actually, I think I'd have more fun listening to more disco. Like if I only had to, if I only could choose one. Yeah, I think yeah. gangster rap would just get kind of exhausting after a certain point. <laughs> Um, um, third question. I'm bad. It's okay. I'm bad at uh, remembering uh, or like finding new music, but my little brother's amazing at it. And in the last uh, like year, he's just found like all these like it feels like they should have been in the '70s disco bands, mm. and it's so much fun. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm here for it. So, all right, um, all right. Would you rather read people, be able to read people's minds, or speak to animals? I don't. This is one, like, every now and again, I'll write these questions, and I'm like, why did I do that to myself? I don't know what I want on this one. Um, okay. Mm, uh, I'm writing down now. Sorry. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. I went people's, reading people's thoughts. Animals. And you went animals? Oh, man. Dr. Doolittle here. Is well, the reason, I, the reason I picked animals is solely because I would probably be sad if I heard everybody's thoughts. Like... It would definitely like, I think there's a reason why we can't is like solely because we, the, that way we can keep friends with people. Like, that's, I think if that's probably true, you know, I don't <laughs> think we need to know what people are thinking every second. It's probably better. If we don't <laughs> the, um, my brain. I also, I gave myself a bunch of caveats in it. I was thinking I could be like an X-Men. Um, and that sounds appealing mm. to me, but I like to think that I could selectively choose when I'm listening to people's thoughts. And so, um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. So could you fight that impulse though? Uh, you think you could, I don't know if I'm strong enough. Uh, so maybe I need super strength as well. Pair those together. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Last one here. And, uh, yeah, this is good. Would you rather have no running water or no internet? <laughs> if you're not watching on uh, YouTube, his face was just completely crestfallen at the thought of this. Okay. Um, uh, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. I went water. You went internet. internet. <laughs> Only because, man, you can go without the internet. If you go without water, you're going to stink. That's true. <laughs> and I don't like smelling stinky. I don't like uh, who who would want to be stinky? So, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, no water sounds. I I don't want to have to like do a a pump well or anything. So, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, we got three. We got. I feel good about three. that. You know, we're we're basically yeah. the same person. Um, yeah. I just need to put a hat on backwards, and then we genuinely would look like brothers. Um, there you go. Uh, so okay. So Shane, uh, this has been so much fun for me. Thank you a, a million times over for doing this again. Um, if of there's course. people that like this is their first time being introduced to oh. you, and they want to get to follow you and your stand up or your uh, your internet shorts, what's a great place for people to follow you? I mean, I'm pretty much on every social media platform. So if you just search Shane Hartline, you can also go to shaneheartline.com. You can find my show details and links to all my socials and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty good. easy to find. Yeah. And, um, again, this has been so much fun. Uh, people oh, go, yeah, dude. go like all of his videos and, uh, show up to his shows. I'll see you in a few weeks, uh, at your show with 20 friends again. Or Thank actually, you for already coming. Yeah, no, that it, it was so good people. Thank it was you. So, so good. Thank you. <laughs> and for all, all right, of you listening, 
Thank you for joining us on Maybe You're Like Me.